Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to my independence report. This is maybe one of my favorite segments. Actually, Tuesday is a really good day for me of late because I just, finished, <laughs> I just finished with Coriel Kramer and we were talking about meditation. And now we're mm. going to talk to Dana Parker. She is with us and she is the leader of the inner world movement. And it's a it's a great program that you are putting together and are doing. And I and I wholeheartedly endorse it and believe in it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to invite you to KKNW on the 27th to be on uh, Seattle radio if you'd like to do that again. Yay! Yes, yes, of course. Kevin, I could talk to you any day and love it. And it'd be so enjoyable. So anytime you want me. At, at 11 o'clock on uh, the 27th, which is a Sunday. So you need to tune in, everybody. It's 11. It's 11.50 on your radio dial, or you can stream it live on KKNW's website. And so it's, it's, uh, she is, a, you, you're just, you're just a breath of fresh air. And it's really nice to have somebody that has such a positive outlook and positive attitude and, and has got a great smile and, and stuff. <laughs> like that. It's just so Thank much you. Fun. It's so much fun to talk to you. So how you been? Good. Good. Yeah. There's lots of uh, amazing things shifting and, and, you know, I'm, I'm always doing my work and, and in my own stuff, working through things. And, and that's a fun experience because it, it infuses passion into what I'm doing. And it's so fun. I, I went down this weekend and stayed at a friend's house and, and she, she's one of those people that coaches me and, and helps me and had some really good ahas and just feel this like flow now that I've been waiting for. And it's almost like something inside of me that, that had kind of gone out, came back alive this weekend. So I'm actually doing really good. That's a, that's impressive, because uh, yeah. you you're you're a coach in your own right. But it just goes to show you that a good coach needs a good coach. That is accurate, and I tell all coaches that it, it's important. The work that we do, it's important that we're doing it, and that's actually one of the number one reasons why I started my own company is because I had such a hard time finding a company that that walked their talk, and you know, as the owners and things. And I I just think it's really important. It's an important part of business. Um, in this personal development world to be be doing your work and it's part of business is this inner work and that's kind of what I want to bring to light and and what I'm excited down the road is as inner world movement catches fire and there's the success is then to teach other businesses to um, do their inner work and see the results outside really start to show up for themselves. So. You know I was talking with a guy yesterday in regards to business and we were talking about, you know, the fact that if you couple things together as in, you get rid of turnover, you get people to uh, um, have higher productivity, you have people that work well together, it becomes kind of like a family. Everybody works well and the business thrives because everybody believes in it and everybody mm -hmm. wants to do the work. And that's 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 where, where you're going. That's where you're going to take this yep. thing. Yep. I can feel it. I can feel it. I agree. 
Well, and, and you and uh, and your doctor, uh, I'm sorry, what's his name again? Brent Satterfield. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, the, the podcast that he has and the podcast that you have have done very, very well. Um, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because he's an author and he's done really well, but he's part of your movement and he's bought in to the, to the uh, program Hook, Line, and Sinker himself, hasn't he? Yeah, yep. There's lots of good things happening and, and we all have our little area that we love to teach in and what we want to do. And, and, you know, that's the dynamic of really what we want to create. It's, 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 we're not, we're not here to create a guru mentality of one person is the leader and teaches everything. And it's, we really do want to have a community. And what I'd like to see this big picture is to move into a space where other people can teach and fulfill their missions and do what they want to do um, and have a platform and a place to do it. So this this movement is not just for me; it's for so many. And uh, that's what that's one of the things that drives me is I love to to let's raise up other leaders. I want I want to be hand in hand with all of the leaders out there that are meant to do this work, and we can do it together. And I get so excited for collaborations for that reason because I I just it's easy to believe in people. And you need that, you know, when you're when you're a thought leader and you're doing this work and, and kind of in some aspects, you know, floating upstream against the, the natural flow of how the, the world goes, um, it takes it, 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 you really do need support and you need help and you need someone who believes in you. So that's one of the gifts that I feel like I bring to this world is that hope and belief. I mean, I can meet a stranger and see the potential and then like that. And then mirror it to them and show them. And it's part of the joy of, of being me. So it was so much fun. The first time we met, I knew nothing about you. I knew very little about the inner world movement, uh, but you were such an enlightened soul that mm. first came on the podcast and we had such a remarkably good time. It was, it was just really, really cool. Um, I agree. And, and it continues and uh, and Kayla has joined us. She is my associate uh, producer, and she's with us to hang out with us. And uh, she's going to make a comment every now and again. She's got. <laughs> she's, hey, Kayla. She's gifted with a ten-year-old and a three-year-old, so it's difficult for her to get on to uh, to to talk with us. But uh, it's 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 pretty cool. By the way, I'm all in. If there's anybody in your group that would like to come on at any time, day or night. Uh, to to help you and to work with you um, in this program, they can they can come on my podcast anytime they'd like. Thank you so much. That is very generous, Kevin, and I love that. And and I'll keep that in mind actually, because soon you know I just feel like that there will be people will be coming and and I can you know feed into what you're doing. And there's so many people that have a message to share and have such incredible stories of life and what they've experienced and what they've learned. And, you know, there's inspiration that comes when we share our stories and share our wisdom that we're bringing. So, you know, once definitely. at one time I did something called uh, family legacies mm. and uh, what it was, was I would interview somebody who was older that had experience mm. of life. And the saddest thing about that was I had a hard time getting them to participate because they didn't think that they had value mm. that they didn't think their stories were valuable to tell yeah. and yeah. 
and the reality was every time every, without fail mm-hmm. the, the 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 human experience and the lives that they'd led and the things mm-hmm. that they'd done the things that they'd learned were so transferable to people that were younger and yeah. uh, it's it's just amazing and it's so sad that there are people that don't value who they really are Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a very common belief. I have no value, or I'm not of worth, or I'm not worthy. These are super, super common ideas that are actually in the collective consciousness that a lot of us choose into. And it shows up in lots of different ways. You know, some people, there's a whole spectrum. Some people go into overcompensation, and those are the people that are go, 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 do, 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 and they have they, they have to have the most successful life and the best of the best. And, and it's kind of you know, have you ever met somebody that's kind of exhausting to watch a little bit because they're just constantly pushing themselves and they have to be the best at everything. That's an overcompensation of not feeling worthy or of value. It's, it's earning your worth. And then there's the other side, which is give up mode. And those are people that, that really downplay. There's a lot of um, flogging, self-flogging and, and beating oneself up inside and, and they'll usually play pretty small. Um, in their life and then everywhere in between there's a there's a whole spectrum so it's interesting how these beliefs play out in our lives and how every single person in this world is functioning off of many of those core beliefs and they don't even know it they're not even aware of the driver that I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough is in their life to drive everything and when you can uproot those things and and let those go you know trust me from personal experience It is liberating and free and you actually make better decisions for your life. Your your decisions are based in a space of heart-centered love and joy and because I want to, because this is going to make my life happy and instead of a scarcity, I have to prove something or or I'm not of value or worth. So it's it's an interesting dynamic. Why do you think it is that so many of us lead our lives and we don't think that we amount to a pile of poop because what, 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 why is that there? Is that, is that because of stories that people have told us over time? Yeah, I think there's lots of ways those things can get in. One of the big ways that I've noticed um, just in, in general, there's cultural, um, cultural things and every culture, there's certain ways that you earn your value. So there's cultural ideas that can affect us. Um, there's generational ideas. Um, those are, can be very powerful and very strong. I mean, you can you can see generational patterns being passed down. It's most apparent with money and with um, uh, body image. Those are really apparent in generational things. You see, you know, families that are generationally rich and very wealthy. Um, and then you see uh, generational families that, that have uh, issues with weight, being overweight or health issues, things like that. So the, that's really apparent generationally, culturally. Um, and then religion. Religion is a really interesting dynamic. And, and I, don't, I don't want to create a story that I hate religion because I think there's a time and a place for everything. And there's beauty that you can find in a lot of things. Um, for me, religion is one of those places that that taught me I had to earn my worthiness and that another person had permission to tell me if I was worthy or not. And there's lots of beautiful things. Actually, the most beautiful thing was I spent, you know, 30 some odd years proving and earning my worthiness till finally I was so exhausted that I realized there's no earning it. I don't have to earn it. There's There's no way to earn my worth. 
And sometimes that's the value of these experiences. I think that's why our souls choose into these ideas, these lower vibration ideas, um, to show us what we're not so we can claim and step into who we really are. And it's a really beautiful dynamic that when you can heal through those things and move those things out and, and claim who you really are, it's, it's this freeing experience of really stepping into, it, for me, it's almost like I can breathe. It's like I can really breathe easy, breathe easier. And there's this feeling of flow in my life, in my heart, knowing who I am because I've let go of those ideas and patterns. So um, there's lots of ways that we pick them up. Um, most of most of our beliefs actually are set between, we have them set foundationally by the time we're about 8 to 12, actually. And those ideas come through people of authority telling us, repetition, um, impactful experiences, and then those generational cultural ideas. So, and these are all things that, that are, I'm, I'm excited about because um, this is, these are all the areas that I'm, I'm in the program that we're creating. We're, we're bringing light to these ideas. Anyone who, the people that join us are the people that are going to be uh, asking themselves questions to bring light to where these ideas are showing up culturally, generationally, personally, and then working through those things and stepping into um, more true, true to themselves. You know, it's, it's like what you say at the first of this, this show, Kevin, in my independence report, I'm claiming my independence. And, and that's what Reclaim You program is about. It's, it's reclaiming you, your own universe, who you are, remembering who you are, letting go of those, those illusions of what you're not. And one of the best ways is you have to come, become aware first. So awareness, healing, and then implementation. It's remarkable because so many, if you get into a room with a hundred people, which is what, where you're headed, you're going to have a mm-hmm. uh, hundred people, 200 people in a room, and you're going to end up having to spend two or three days unwinding all of yeah. the stories that they've told themselves that are not correct and don't, don't yeah. matter to anything in order for them to spring ahead. Cause they, we've yeah. got to get rid of that stuff. I agree. We have to learn to love it and let it go, love it and, and come to peace with it. That's one of the biggest things that I found at the beginning of my journey that I was missing. I spent so much time trying to get rid of all this stuff in me, all of these ideas and all these programs, but there's such value in learning to love it and see the gift that it is, that it actually will leave a lot easier. There's more flow with it. And so I like to have both that I teach people because when you're doing this kind of inner work, self-compassion, I think is vital. It is, it is so vital to your progression and movement forward because some of these things feel so painful to bring up. I mean, some of us, especially those of us that are very empathic, we can feel generation upon generations of I'm unworthy to the point that it can physically hurt and so, you know, physically give you a stomach ache sometimes. I mean, I watch people all the time when they're digging up these these ideas and they come to that realization that they've been carrying that just break into tears. It's like that has been so hard to believe that I'm not worthy for so long. And it's been exhausting, you know, to experience. And it's one of those things where in those moments, that's when we need the most self-compassion. And that's what I'm here to do as a coach, too, is to mirror that. Like, yes, that would be very hard. I, I can relate to that. 
and you've done amazing and do you feel ready? Is it time to let it go? And then stepping people through that healing process. It's, it is one of, to me, to be in that space where someone recognizes that they've been carrying the, those illusions that they're not worthy or not good enough. That is such sacred space. When someone will open up their heart and take you with them to the depths. It's so sacred and it's so beautiful that that it, it just I feel honored every single time I enter into that space with another another human being. It's it's just incredible. I don't think there's fully human words for me to describe how much that space just feels sacred. It feels like I, that space just needs love and that's what I bring. It's, uh, and Susan says, it's beautiful work that you're doing and that people tend to use things like religion, money, things in love and attention to control behavior and which is also all yeah. true. And yep. how do you, how do right and by the way, you are so emotional about this because this is so important for you. It's, oh. it's, it's just, it's beautiful. It's sad and it's beautiful to see at the same time. I know it's my heart's work and you know I I now because I've been doing this for 12 years I I can meet somebody and within five minutes know a lot of what they carry and, and me, my god yeah yeah and I've gone to this space where I once I can feel that I feel this overwhelming love for the person and it, it connects me and and sometimes there are some people that have got in front of me and for the first time in their life, they're feeling love in the most broken places. Like Kevin, that is, that's sacred work to be doing to love people in the spaces where they feel unlovable is just, it's incredible. We don't yeah, I, I do. I feel emotional because I love it so much and it feels like this is what I was born to do. Oh, well, and this is what I talk about passion a lot. And <laughs> and uh, Kayla May says, it's her passion, Kevin McDonald. Don't you know? Yes. And, and it is. It, it is everything about who you are as a person. Because you, tell me if this is true for you, is that when you're done with a session, if you've worked with somebody and you've had a breakthrough, it's like you just found found a million dollars in your in your checking account, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It's that feeling. Like there, it, to me, there's nothing better in the world. I I love that space. I love that experience of reminding people of who they are. And the only reason why I can do that is because I've been reminding myself for twelve years because I've been doing that. And that's the beauty of this work is. And that's why I think, you know, calling all coaches, do your work, because it enhances the the gifts that you are in your work. It's it's so, to me, it's, it's a non-negotiable for me. Like, I do my work, and it makes my work better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, because it wasn't always easy for you, because you no. grew up in a, in, a, in a very, very strict religion. And where things were told to you how you were to behave, how you were to work. And in most cases, in that particular one, you went on a uh, um, two-year mission, and then you came back and got married very young. You had a pack of of kids. 
and that that was yeah. that was their uh, um, that was the mm-hmm. mission. And in some cases, that that was detrimental to some of those people. I would think you're right. You're absolutely right. And and you know when you're told when you're taught religiously and culturally, this is how you do life, and this is the right way to do it. I think it goes against every part of our soul that wants the freedom to explore and express and and do what what our hearts call for. And I think people like me are born into communities like this to kind of break the mold and to to shake things up a bit and to have a ripple effect to, to say, no, you don't have to. You know, I, I see Jesus as an individual that did that same thing. You know, he brought that same kind of experience to to the space that he did and the stories that are told about him. And I think that's wonderful. And so throughout time, there there have been individuals like like me that are born into these experiences um, to create to shake things up, create ripple effects. And and let me tell you, it is not easy. It's not easy being in a culture. And especially living where everywhere you go, it really is. I believe mean, I live in Utah, the heart of, of Mormonism. And everywhere you go, there's there's that mentality. And to stand in my own presence and to claim my space and my ideas and to respect others and theirs, it takes so much work to do. Where did you get the intestinal fortitude to do it? Most people would say, I don't know, I'm not going to buck the system. That system is strong. Right. They got big tabernacles. They got people all over the place, and, and they're going to keep me in line. Where did you come up with the, excuse the expression, where did you come up with the balls to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think there's a lot of key elements that, that um people step into as they're they're having the courage to do that one of the biggest things you know and th- these are the elements too that that this wisdom that i've gained from this experience i'm bringing into the group coaching this year that i'm so excited about but you one you have to learn and understand your heart you have to understand your emotions what your emotions are teaching you about you a lot of us don't even know how to name our emotions let alone uh, why we're experiencing the emotions we are. And when you can become empowered and name them, understand why and what's driving and start letting them go, then, um, you know, the, the emotions of shame and guilt, they started to not make sense. And that's one of the, the main drivers in the experience that I was having is um, it's shame-driven and guilt-driven and fear-driven. And so when I started challenging those emotions and challenging those ideas of, oh, I don't want to make decisions based off of those emotions. You know, that's going to put me into the fight or flight and I'm going to make decisions that aren't necessarily what I want. And so, you know, understanding emotions, how they drive and why are really big ones and learning to get in the driver's seat of your emotions. So many people, emotions drive their life and they don't even know. Fear, guilt, shame is driving everything, and they have no clue, and they think they're powerless to it. And so, this is one of the big areas that I find people give their power away is to their emotions, thinking that they are those emotions. And if I feel shame here, then that means I'm a bad person, then I'm not worthy. And so, helping people become aware that was probably one of the biggest things for me is awareness of <clears throat> what's driving, knowing that I can work through those, that I'm not defined by those 
and then I became more empowered and then it became a really fun experience for me to start challenging things, challenging these cultural things. And I did a lot in my own mind before I came out and actually started doing it in the real world because I was scared. Like I'm challenging all these things in my mind and I write notes and challenge different cultural ideas or religious ideas being like, do I want to live that? And it started to unravel things for me. And so a lot of it is, is a mental game that I think um, is really fun for me to walk people through. And it was an enjoyable experience for me because it became freeing and it was hard too. Cause now once I started being more vocal, there's a lot of pushback, pushback from siblings, pushback from parents, from um, friends, you know, especially when I made huge leaps of like, stepping back from the church and, and no longer participating the same way, taking off, we have uh, garments that we wear underneath our clothes, taking those off, you know, those kinds of things are like, oh no, you're bucking the system. And people have a lot of things to say. They're going to have lots of their ideas. And I had to learn, this was a huge valuable part too. I had to learn that their feedback to me was a reflection of their own judgments of themselves if they were to do what I did. And so I had to learn to separate and, and it takes time because there were lots of comments that were hurtful that, that, but again, that emotional responsibility and accountability, this is where things get a little bit tricky. Um, taking accountability for my own hurt, not blaming them, but saying, Ooh, that hurt. Why? Let me get lovingly curious with myself. Instead of saying, you hurt me and, and I'm cutting you out of my life, which is very common. And oh, yes. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with setting up boundaries like that. There's a time and a place. But I always go within first. Okay, my hurts. Let's look at this. That comment really hurt. Why? Oh, it pushes my button that I'm not worthy if I don't wear my garments. Or I'm not worthy if I don't go to church every week. Or, okay, let me just challenge those ideas. Let those things go. Love myself. I'm worthy period. I don't earn it anymore. I don't have to prove it anymore. Just you're worthy. And so I'd go through my days actually saying you're worthy. Or I'd say no to something because I knew I was overcompensating for, you know, I'd say no to a calling because, because just to say to myself, I'm worthy. Even if I say no to that calling, I'm worthy. Even if I say no to this person and I'm not doing all this other work. I'm worthy even if I don't go to church, you know, and so I started reclaiming that power within me and that builds over time as you do that. And then do you want to know the best part? My favorite part is when you start doing this work, people show up that are doing it too. Your tribe, your kind of people start to show up who are on the same journey. And what happened was I attracted this amazing little, I call my soul family my soul family that we actually walked through that journey at this simultaneously without even really knowing fully of each other's journey and it was just a safe space to to process things and experience things and and to move forward so you know I think there's lots of elements to to gaining my strength um, some of the biggest ones were the mental the mental game challenging those ideas reclaiming who I am. I'm worthy. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to show it. Um, I, I know it. If I know it, I don't have to show it. <laughs> and then 
finding my tribe of people. I think those were really key elements and gaining the courage to, to do what I did for sure. It's been my experience that everybody at some point in their life has a couple things. First thing they might say is, is this all there is? Mm-hmm. Am I been right about all this stuff that I've been told? Why do yeah. I feel the way I do? And why can't it all be more loving? Was there a moment in time? I remember my mm-hmm. moment when it was like a light bulb came on and it was yeah. like, this is not going to be good enough. What did you have a moment like that when? Yeah. And what was it? Yeah. Um, I, I think for me, um, I think there are little things along the way, but a really big moment. Um, there's just so many beautiful moments, but I think a really, really big one was the contrast. Once I started reclaiming my worthiness that I didn't have to earn it, the contrast of, of going to church, you know, experiencing church. And I was like, I, I just don't think that this is the place for me. It just doesn't feel, this doesn't feel right. There has to be something bigger, better beyond this for me. And it felt, I felt like it had served its purpose and, and its time in my life. And I felt like it was time to move on. And then there's a mourning period. You know, I, I went through a mourning period and I still can get emotional even thinking about it. A mourning period of I'm leaving my tribe. I'm leaving this, this thing for I don't even know what yet, but my heart is calling for it. And I'm, I'm leaving this, this place that felt safe to go out and, and to explore. And, but I'm, I'm taking with me still that core parts of me, those core values and things. And I'm going to go and I'm going to gonna move forward in, in a different way. And so that mourning period, and then the separation that followed, you know, I lost friends, I lost community, I lost, uh, my marriage dissolved after that. And, and, um, I, I had, um, siblings stop talking to me and, um, and I don't want to villainize any of the people that left because that's not the point. They were hurting too. And it's hard when, you know, I played this perfect role. Like everyone was like, we don't ever have to worry about Dana. Dana is like the solid rock in the the church and the gospel. And so it rocked my family's world and it rocked, you know, the community and the people. And so I don't blame them. And it still hurt um, to feel left and to feel so abandoned. I mean, I, the hurt was so deep, Kevin. I physically hurt my heart. Some days I, I would just sit in bed after work and just cry and cry and let myself just feel it and, and allow it to just move through because it, it physically hurt so much. Um, it was such a big transition. And most people, those are the kinds of things that I think most people don't understand about the courage that it takes. The courage comes, um, you know, it comes and goes at times there's times where I just felt so broken and so defeated and so alone that there's parts of me that are still recovering. It's hard, especially when I know your story a little bit, you've got four young men that you are raising and they're, they're beautiful children, but they're young and they don't understand or didn't understand the scope of what was happening around them 
Um, yeah. And the fact that you, it's, it's almost like you had no choice. It, it was like, yeah. this is, you had to do this. I you did. had it. And, and they're, they've adjusted, they're adjusting to it now, aren't they? Yes, they are. And you know, what's so beautiful about my respect for the place that religion served for me is now I, I have this ability to allow my children to choose, to choose what they want and to respect, you know, my, my, um, one of my sons just got baptized, um, into the Mormon church, let's see, just a couple months ago. And, you know, I showed up and, and I helped lead the music and I said a prayer and, and, you know, I celebrated him that day. And to me, this journey now is about celebrating my children and making decisions for themselves, even if it is being in the church. And over time, you know, I have some children that, that really love it. My, my oldest son, his confidence, is, he's, he's, he's thriving in it. He's, he's been put into leadership. Um, he, he, is, he has assignments on Sundays that he does. And it's been good for his confidence. You know, there are elements of this. If you're willing to see the beauty of it, it will serve them for a time. And it's, it's beautiful that they can feel my love and support for their decisions that they make. And if ever they question, I'm a safe space now. I'm a safe space where they know they can choose and they know that it's safe to choose. And, you know, that's what I always wanted. And so now I get to be what I wanted for my children. And that's very fulfilling for me. I have to tell you that the fact that you are willing to let them choose their own way and be who they are and make their own decisions rather than dictate how they're going to be do live and that is the most christ-like thing and i hold that in high esteem a christ-like thing that, that you did because that is that is what God wants us to do, is to love each other and to care for each other. And if, if we don't agree on a particular, it's okay. Because Christ cared for everybody. And that, you know, and we get rid of the uh, um, division, hate, and fear, and some of the stuff that goes there. You you are just, you, you're a remarkable lady. You you really are. Thank and, you. You and the beautiful thing is, Dana, is that you have so much, so much to offer mankind. It's Thank remarkable. You. Thank you. It definitely hasn't been easy. And I completely agree with you. There I spent years because I do hold Christ in a beautiful space for me. He I think that his love was so profound. I mean, um, I, I've spent time, you know, studying over the years and and I think sometimes the story of him gets a little, little twisted, but I, I've, I feel like um, the parts that I really feel drawn to is that love above all, you know, he loved those that were outcasts. He loved those parts of people that, that they couldn't or didn't know how to love because culture said they couldn't. And that's where, that's one of my big drivers. Is I want to be like that. I want to show up in the world like that. And I always have since I was little. I I used to pray all the time. Just I want to. I just want to be like him. That's all. I want. I want to shine his light. I want to be like him. Show me. And you know, there was a time where I I prayed to God. And I said, God, show me how you parent. I want to know. 
no matter how hard it is, no matter what I have to let go, show me how you do it because I want to bring that to my children. And that's where a lot of these shifts took place for me is, is those, those uh, askings of my heart of show me and I will do the work to get there. And, um, and I'm not perfect. I still have, I'm a very imperfect parent. But there are these beautiful parts of me because of the journey I've walked that my children are absolutely blessed and affected by in the most beautiful ways that, that only time will show and tell um, what that will be. Because I, I don't have any examples in my life really of how I'm parenting. I'm just, I'm following my heart. I'm doing what I feel is best and I'm, I'm guided by that and I want them to, to feel free to choose and to be loved and um, that's really all I can do and then you know let them let them do their thing and you're not alone you've got people you got peeps on the other I side have peeps. that are that are I helping do. I wanted to point this out because when we're talking about Jesus or the Christ or with it let's set aside the Crucifixion and resurrection part, yeah. Uh, because the, when I'm, we'll just set that aside for the moment. What I what I loved about uh, um, the teachings of Christ was, or of Jesus, was love each other as yourself, take care of each other, be kind, be do what you have to do with governments and stuff, but love each other. And he took it to the point where he was willing to go against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. For those of you who don't know, they're, they're the Jewish leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and he was willing to stand up for what he believed in to the point where he knew at one point that they were going to kill him for it. And yeah. he would not bend. He would not let it go. He wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he was about love and about caring and about taking care of one another. Well, let's throw that other stuff and let that go. But that's that's a message yeah. that I get out, out, of, out, of the, out of the Jesus story is that yeah. he was a dynamic individual who cared for people, be they a, a, um, a prostitute or a, a, yeah. a tax collector or whatever yeah. it was because mm-hmm. he, he cared so much. And that's I see that in you. You care so much about oh. everybody. Thank you. I do. I I do. I cannot help it. I can meet strangers and care so much about their life in minutes. (laughs) And so it's so fascinating for me and people think it's so funny. And I just, it's a really interesting experience. And this whole Jesus thing, I do want to make a comment because I I think it's important that, that the story and the things, there's a lot of baggage around the idea of God and the idea of Jesus from what's been taught generationally. And if we can really start to remove those things, those filters of um, the idea of the type of God that that religion taught us about or the type of Jesus and just let go and just connect, it, it it changes your heart, it changes your perspective. That's one of the things I had to do is had to start looking at, okay, what did religion teach me about Jesus, even a little bit maybe in tricky ways? You know, um, maybe even in some ways that were things were twisted a little bit. And, you know, with God, sometimes for me at the beginning, you know, I imagine God sitting on a a granite throne listening to me and it was cold. (laughs) And so 
I had to let go of those ideas of what everyone else was saying they are. And once I let those go, then I could connect personally with, with that, that intention. And when I started connecting personally, every part of me changed. Every part of me. That's when it became easier not to earn my worthiness. I didn't have to earn it. I didn't have to prove it. You know, when I started having those shifts, that's when things, my, I feel like my growth was exponential when I could let those things go. I, for some reason, I felt like that was an important thing to put out there. Maybe someone needed to hear that. But letting go of those ideas and then connecting with oneself with an open heart of show me who you really are. Show me the truth. And I'll let go of these old ideas. Um, but I, I absolutely agree with you. I think the ripple effect of Jesus and what he did in the collective consciousness just by loving and showing us how to love was profound. And, and it still has an effect today. His stories still do. You know, they affect me. They're, they're a big driver for me. You know, watching him, that is. That's, that's one of the things that I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm like that. And I want to be like that. It's, it's a driving force in your life. It, it, really, it is. Because you have to remember, 2,000 years ago, um, they were crucifying people, and by the way, which was the most horrible way to die imaginable. And it, it, mankind was not very kind to one another. And the Old Testament, you know, uh, are you familiar with uh, Neil Donald Walsh and his work? I, one day, my, my one of my dreams is to meet Neil Donald Walsh because I, he, his work helped me so much through my transition. I have such a love for him. It's like my soul knows him or something. I don't know. But I want to meet him one day and just hug him. Tell him thank you. I am so pleased thank to be able to tell day. you. I've interviewed him a couple of times. And, and I've met him. He is, he is the coolest dude. Uh, and he will admit. And as a matter of fact, yesterday um, I had a guest that we didn't make connections so i played the interview that and it's right now it's on youtube you can go listen to that interview that i did with neil donald walsh and he okay. said virtually everything that we're talking about here in that there's nothing that you have to do that it's your birthright that you are who you are and 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 it's 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 a great and so when you tie and the great thought leaders of our time be it Neil Donald Walsh or Gary Zukoff mm -hmm. or Marianne Williamson mm -hmm. or any of the others, they're all saying the same thing. Might sure. be a little bit different, but we're all talking in the same way, and it's about love and it's about taking care of each other. Now, now, Susan, because I'm a magnanimous host, and I'm the one who does the questions around here, Susan, I'll let you know, but she wants to know, <laughs> but uh, she wants to know, what was the spark? The made change, the moment mm. of change. Do you remember it? Yeah, I was at an event and I, I had this epiphany. And and I'm a huge advocate of simple epiphanies. I think simple epiphanies are what create change in our life. And I'm always in, in this introspection of my life and, and what it's showing me and teaching me. And I was at an event and I had this realization that I I had built my life based on what culture, religion, and generational patterns told me. And then I had been listening to everyone else's voices outside of mine. And there's a story in, in the, the Mormon, it's the Book of Mormon is what it's called. It's the Mormon scripture the, about um, 
a man named Nephi, and he knew God's voice so well that he had to make some really hard decisions in his life. Um, and he ended up, uh, long story short, he ended up killing uh, this man named Laban to to get some things that were really, really important. Who He was kind of a wicked king and things like that. And, and it was in that moment, something clicked inside of me that said, how did he know God's voice so well that he, he took that action? And whether it was right or wrong or whatever, it doesn't really matter. That idea then sparked um, this moment at this event when I realized that, oh my, everything I've created is based on what other people told me I should. What do I want? What is, what is it that Dana finds joy in? How does Dana want to live and experience the rest of her life? What does that look like? And I stepped into this idea, and this became one of my mantras and affirmations. I honor my sparkly heart. I honor my sparkly heart. And I gave myself permission to listen to the inner voice, and then it became the most important thing. And to be connected in a way, and to trust my inner knowing for my life, and respect others' inner knowing for their life. That moment changed everything for me. When I stepped into that and said, okay, now, because this is the important part that sometimes as individuals in this personal development world, we forget now. So I've had the epiphany and the aha now becomes integration and implementation. So now how am I going to take action differently in that space and that energy? And so I watched my actions. I watched what I did um, and how I did it. And I started saying no to certain things. And I started saying, you know what? This doesn't feel right for me and started stepping back and that's when I stepped back from religion and I left my work and um, so much happened. My marriage dissolved and, and you know, really, if we're really looking at it, shit hit the fan <laughs> and things went to chaos, but I didn't take that as I did something bad or wrong. I took that as these are the things falling out of my life that are no longer in alignment with the new idea which I'm living by, that I honor my heart and I honor what I'm called to do in this life above everyone else's voices. So basically I took everyone's hands off the steering wheel of my life and I said, it's me time. It's time, I'm driving, I'm responsible for my life. And it was a beautiful, beautiful experience and so painful all at the same time. I'm <laughs> trying to be honest. <laughs> well, the change can be hard, it especially yeah. when it affects other people. But the yeah. reality is, it's made you a better mother. It's yeah. made you a better a better friend. It's made yeah. you a better human being because yeah. now you understand. I believe that you understand the reason why we are here, and the reason mm. why we're here is to help each other, and to mm. love each other, and to care, and mm -hmm. and that we all go through. I believe that everybody that's in the, in this world, this is this is a very difficult place to be. It's it's so yeah. heavy, and the the you know and stuff, and and there's a lot of negativity yeah. out. There. Yeah. And and that God put people like you here to help people through it, so that they can live mm -hmm. their full potential and live every day like like they want to live. And they need sometimes we need an example. And um, you've been through the wars. Yeah. But you came out the other side and yeah. you have a conference Me coming up on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, Me you know, and you both. 
it's remarkable how interesting and how close our stories are about about you make a major change and and suddenly all hell breaks loose and everything falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is it all comes back together in a beautiful way. And more uh, beautiful. I that's I mean, that's my commitment. You know, for some people, I you know, if you're gonna do this, man, commit wholeheartedly, like your whole entire being to better. Better, better, better. We're gonna take this to a whole new level and then let's see how much better we can get that and that and keep going. That's the whole point. Our schools call for expansion. And so um, as you let go, those of you who are walking that journey, I commend you for your bravery. And it's beautiful and wonderful. Commit wholeheartedly, get clear on what you want and what, what you welcome into your life now. And then, and, and um, I always say that or better because I love, I love to be surprised. I love when things come in my life and I'm like, that's even better than I could even imagine. That was amazing. That is one of my most favorite moments. And I just soak up things like that and give so much gratitude to the universe, to God, for just bringing such beauty into my life. And it can happen in the smallest of moments, but there's so much gratitude and love that can come from, from uh, that. And you are interested in spreading that to as many people as you can connect with at any given time. The yes. first of which is happening this fall. Tell us about that. Yes, I'm so excited. We are launching our very first group coaching program called Reclaim You. Um, you represents your own universe. And so I'm basically, it's, it's a lot of what we talked about today, the wisdom, the understanding that I gained through walking this journey of unraveling these ideas of where I've given my power away. Um, those are the things we're going to be addressing. We're going to be addressing generational patterns, cultural patterns, uh, personal patterns. We're going to be doing inner child work. So many of us have so many wounds from being shamed for feeling as children for feeling emotions, you know, we were spanked and sent to our rooms and, and told to stop. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that gets to be done personally in those things. And um, we're going to be addressing a lot of where we give our power away in, into the unhealthy masculine, the unhealthy feminine. And I just, I think there's going to be so much goodness that comes from this. I I'm getting so excited uh, for the individuals that get to join us on this. And actually right now, we're in process. We're going to, um, we're launching this and you can buy the program right now if you'd like um, and uh, move forward with us uh, by going to innerworldmovement.com and there's the program that should pop up, pop right up. Um, but reach out. If, if you are thinking about buying the program, let's talk first. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And um, if you reach out to me, then you'll get a discount code. And because I just, I want to connect with the people. I want to connect with those that are interested and, and even considering it. And I, I will share information. I'll share my heart. I'll connect with you. And then you get to decide if it's right for you. I feel so strongly that the 12 individuals, they know, they know that this is the right program for them. They know that this is the right next step for their growth, their awakening. And I'm bringing my whole heart to this program. I'm bringing all of the wisdom from from what I've learned in this life, and they will get everything 
um, that they need because I, it, I'm so intuitive in the process too. We will have some big events along the way, um, day events where I'm going to bring other coaches and mentors in to teach other concepts and ideas. And I'm just I'm bringing my whole heart to this. So I'm thrilled for those people that, that feel connected and, and want to do this. So reach out if you want more information. And it's a 12-week program, correct? It is. Which yep, is unusual. It's a 12-week, yeah. And I, I really think that there's so much here to unravel and to replace and to empower people in. 12 weeks just felt like the right amount of time. Um, and let me tell you this. It will be life-changing. If you feel like you're meant to be a part of this this program, your life will never be the same. And it's the beautiful part about these simple epiphanies that change our perspective. And then you take action in a new way. You're feeling different about yourself. Um, this is how we change the world is it starts here. It's right here, right now. And there's such a beautiful opportunity to do that here. And, you know, this program isn't for everyone. But those that feel drawn, I welcome with my whole heart. And you'll get, you'll get everything. And um, not everything you need to be perfect, that's not, or to be completely healed, that's not what I'm saying. You will get um, what, what you need to get on your journey and take your next big step. I believe that healing is a lifelong journey. So, Well, the interesting thing about that is that you're going to have 12 people that are going to participate in that who are going to become lifelong friends and mentor to each yes. other the rest of their lives and it's going to be it's going to be a remarkable moment in time for everybody involved because it's 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 so needed and so if you if you're sitting out there and you're going you know i've been wondering if this is all there is because if this is all there is it really kind of sucks i really <laughs> like to have more i'd like it to be more i'd like to understand more i'd like to understand more about myself this is mm. a point for you and I think it's wonderful that you're going to you're going to talk to each one individually. And, and yeah. so give give Dana a call. And, and that's at innerworldmovement.com, correct? Yep. Yep. Or you can email us at info at innerworldmovement.com. You are just a day. You know, I want to keep this under an hour so that I can replay it on a regular basis. So we've got just a few minutes left. Um, I just I just want to. I want to swim in the love that you present everyone because it, it makes you make me feel young again. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I love hearing that light and good and fun. Yes. And young. And, and, uh, it just, do you remember a movie that was, um, 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 uh, Jack Nicholson was in and, uh, and he made the, he made the comment. He said, you make me want to be a better man. Aww. And that, that is, it, it, it's with uh, Helen Hunt, I think. And he, um, it it's, yeah. Um, I forget the name of it, but uh, somebody, somebody will tell me. Um, but yeah. uh, it was, it was, you know, you want to, you make me want to be a better man and you make you, you want, you make people want to be better because that's will serve them so much more than what they've got because we we all are kind of sitting in a bunch of muck and and we need to we need to fix it. So my my little my little chocolate thing is to interview people like you and to interview you specifically because i leave oh as good as it gets thank you susan yes as, 
as good as it gets is is the movie. You make me want to be a better man. But I'll tell you, you add so much to the fabric of our lives that your 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 vibration can change it all by itself. But we need help. So contact Dana at uh, innerworldmovement.com and uh, or info at innerworldmovement.com and she can give you all kinds of help and advice. Okay, you got yeah, this is your time to tell the audience anything that you would like them to know. It's time. It's time to wake up. It's time to rise. It's time to stand in your power. It's time to remember who you are. Remember your greatness. Remember that you're more than enough, that you are worthy just as you are right now. There's nothing in this world that you have to prove or earn or work for to prove that you're worthy or that you're of value. You get to decide that. You get to choose into that. And it's time to wake up to that. It's time to embrace that and let go of those cultural ideas, the generational ideas, the old ideas of what people have told you are. It's time to let go, to challenge those things, to, to learn to love what they did for you and let go. Love and let go and step into you're worthy, you're strong, you're beautiful, you're deserving, you're more than enough, you're a double scoop of enough. It's time to step into those things that bring your heart joy. And the reason why they bring you joy is because they're truth. Truth sets your heart and makes it free. And that's why it feels so good when you step into letting go of, of the old ideas, the, the things that aren't true. That's why they feel terrible because they're lies. When you step into the truth about you, um, there's beauty, there's freedom, there's love. And when you do that, you automatically give everyone permission around you to do the same just by being you. And it's, it's time. Now is the time. And this is the call to everyone who feels that this right now in this moment take a deep breath in I'm worthy I'm deserving I am love make a list of the things that you love about you that's the space to begin and then go from there and keep building and the universe will show you who you are through compliments people give you through love in the eyes of an individual looking at you if you will open your heart to receive it and see it it will change your life I feel like you just channeled that. Me too. <laughs> You're amazing. Dana Parker is her name. Innerworldmovement.com. Go there. Learn all about what she's doing. Give her a call. She's. I'm telling you, she is worth talking to. And I enjoy and I that. I love it. <laughs> so, Dana, thank you so much. And you're going to be on thank next you. week. Yes? yes. I'm coming, Kevin. I'll be here. I love it. <laughs> okay, everybody, you have a great day and day to stay right where you are. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.